0: Hey, it's Angie. So I was just going through some of our video footage and I just found this awesome video that Linda Pirelli and I created together. It's a few years old, so you may notice she's still wearing some Pirelli clothes and things, but this is before the divorce. But this is full of some awesome leadership information and all the similarities that we talk about between dogs and horses and the style and slowing down and speeding up and being gentle yet firm. Check it out, this is gonna be a great podcast. Hello everybody, Angie Woods and I'm Linda Pirelli. Yes, and so I'm here with Linda working on my horse skills and I'm very much in kindergarten. And Linda, I've been helping her with her pups, getting yeah. them to listen better and teaching Linda the, a bit about leadership. Right. Which
1: is so funny because we, we really are teaching the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, with different animals. That's right. And the psychology is a little bit different. Very and So, dirty, yes. where you need to go more slowly with a horse, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to be quicker and quicker sharper with a dog. dog. Mm-hmm. And boy, that, you have to be to <laughs> wear two different hats. But it's been fantastic. I mean, <laughs> you've been here for well, almost a week, oh, yeah. Is tomorrow, it almost a week. will oh yeah, be a week, yes. And it has just been such a great thing for me to be able to have that everyday yes. um, influence from mm-hmm. you with my dogs I because think. it's those little habits. It you're not even aware of. Even like yesterday, uh, you were teaching me how to call my dogs better, Mm -hmm. and you were listening to me as I was heading back to the house Mm -hmm. calling my dogs, and she said, you've used three different cues. (laughs) You said, here dogs, come on, let's go, Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yes. And so she says, you know, which of
0: course makes sense, you have to be consistent, but a lot of it is awareness. You don't even realize you're doing it. Exactly, which I am learning with the horse, so since I'm a dog person, I'm fast and sharp and, everything the opposite of what horses need. And so, but we're talking all throughout the day about yes, with dogs, this is the same thing, but yep. a little different. Yep. And so it's really a great learning curve. And it's interesting because just on the topic of leadership, mm-hmm.
1: you know, we think leadership is a certain way, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not. You no, know, no, like some people say to me, well, I'm, you know, I'm really introverted and like a right brain introvert mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you understand personality, yeah. humanity and upcoming dog analogy, yes. um, you know, if I'm a right brain introvert, uh, can I be a leader? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, Gandhi was a leader. That's right. So it's how you do it and mm-hmm. what's appropriate to your follower. It's not just, this. I'm a leader and this is it. Yes. You've got to get the animal, the dog or the horse or the human mm-hmm. to want to follow your lead. That's and So right. you have to be able to adjust according to... What their needs are, mm-hmm. and still
0: have that plan and direction. <clears throat> pardon me. Yes, and it's all about cooperation. That is the same for both of our lives, right? When like working with our animals, so it's not about forcing, pushing, pulling. Mm-hmm. It's all about cooperation and no yep. holding. Yeah. Right. So, um, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, learning your leadership skills to me is just a teaching. For me, leadership is teaching, mm. and that's it. And um, sometimes when I'm working with an animal, someone will go, "Oh." that's okay because they think that they are a little bit ashamed of their dog's behavior Oh, Mm -hmm. and I explained to them the dog doesn't know until we teach them they don't know that something is wrong or right until we teach them that's right Then we have Mm -hmm. to show them I have a saying um, you know
1: with teaching people with horses Mm -hmm. because quite often um, you know especially if you love your horse I'm sure it's if you love your dog you tend to be very permissive and you allow Mm -hmm. the dogs or the horse to do things Mm -hmm that You shouldn't, and right. not because it's a bad behavior necessarily, yep. but because it's an undesirable behavior, right. or it's not what you ask, or I'm not an unsafe behavior. Sometimes. Yes. yes. And so, if the horse does something you didn't ask, you have to stop it. Yes. Or it will think it's right. It's okay. Yes. So I have a saying that is not that. This. Yes. That's a good way. To not put. just no. Yes. Because no just stops everything. That's right. And 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 it's um, confusing for the animal. And human, that's right. And it's also it also knocks the trial. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you go up, oh, not that, yep, and this. immediately go exactly. to this, then they start
0: to understand mm-hmm. it. And same philosophy with dogs, because once you block a behavior, now what? Right. So you have to redirect them, yep. and not redirect as in uh, ignore this and go over here, because it's a teaching. Mm-hmm. It's uh, don't do this now, go do this. Right. 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 And so. there's the leadership, because then yes. we have the plan
1: and we keep bringing them back mm-hmm. on track. Yes. Because quite often, and especially happens with horses and mm-hmm. maybe with dogs, mm-hmm. that you know when the horse starts doing its own thing, instead of us staying clear on what we want mm-hmm. them to do, we get all involved with what they're doing. Yes, you. now and we've communicated. Yes. And and that's a disaster because now mm-hmm. when you get, when the horse can distract you, yeah. and you lose your plan, you are no longer a leader. That's now right. you're in a wrestling match or you're in you know, some kind of argument mm-hmm. or discussion with the horse instead of going, not that, yeah, this. Yes. And it's yeah. you know, it's so simple to say, but again it's about catching ourselves in those habits. You know, we being don't very even mindful. Realize, yeah,
0: yeah, we don't even realize we're doing it. I mean, just like me using three words That's three right. different <laughs> words to call my dog. I'm like, oh well we people have a lot of autopilot behaviors we learn in life, right? And um, I also noticed that when people are working with their animal, I think you would agree with this is that if you ignore a behavior, you're condoning of the behavior. You're basically yes, you saying that it, it's okay yeah and so ignoring a horse walking all over us and we kind of let them do that um, a human will see it as love he loves me mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so my new horse Henry loves a good scratch <laughs> comes up he really wants to be on you and from his behavior I'd say that he's done a lot of that behavior mm-hmm. but from the horse's point of view from their psychology it's the dominant behavior That's to right. encroach right? That's right and for dog people, now we could understand that with this big giant 1200 pound animal, yeah. but when you have a cute little Lulu, okay? now Linda suffers from typical dog things. <laughs> I do. <did>. She's learning. <laughs> okay. um, we don't see it the same way. We don't understand that the psychology is, is in their DNA, that space is very important to a higher ranking dog than, and remember there's gray areas of dominance dominance is not aggression. Right. It's, it's just leadership. That's dogs. right. That's exactly <laughs> right. who makes the decisions. Yeah. And so space is very important to a dog. Space is very important to a, ho- a horse. I would imagine that space is important to any social being. Yeah, and we can make a lot of mistakes, you know, by walking
1: into their space right. like we were doing that with your baby yeah. horse. Yes. He was like, whoa. Know, pretty much hadn't been touched mm-hmm. and you were learning how to get that to change. Yeah. Um that if you go too quickly into their space, it's like they've got a little bubble. Yeah then you know they can frighten and, and leave mm-hmm. or some horses will get aggressive. Yes. And of course the same thing happens with dogs because people just walk straight up to a dog and grab the root.
0: Hi, mm-hmm. you know, and the
1: dog is like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. know you and and some dogs are fine. But yeah. My dogs aren't.
0: Oh no, the well and if you're right brained, like yes. Then you have to uh, Linda and I are on the same page about not believing in um what the what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh I call it re but basically, oh, I've lost my train of thought. Re- re-socializing. Uh, desensitize, ah, pardon me, yes, yeah, yeah, desensitize. Yeah. So for me, that word means lack of cooperation. Yes, That you're forcing them into a situation compliance. that they're tolerating. Yes, yes. yes, it's just compliance, it's yes. not actually willing. Yes, And so for me, re-socializing a dog means taking this thing that is either bad or scary and turning it into a positive thing. Mm. Our goals are also the same, that we want a better world for yes, horses and dogs.
1: The more we know, the better life we make for horses exactly and dogs, right. mm-hmm. and also the better people we become. Yes, You know, a lot of people ask us about our program and, and you know, is it a horse training program? Well, yes it is, because mm-hmm. it teaches you how to educate a horse. Yeah. But more so, it's it teaches you leadership and mm-hmm. communication. Yeah, And so,
0: um, a lot of people find that that influences Everything. every other part of their yes. lives. So. I say dog lessons or life lessons. They Horse are. Horse lessons or life lessons. And don't you also find that it really builds confidence? Totally. In people because uh, we women, I don't know about we women, but definitely women, yeah. suffer from a lot of lack of confidence, self-esteem, um, all those things that women have trouble with. And I think working with animals, especially a troubled animal, when you can learn to overcome that and work through it, it's really a huge confidence builder. It is. It is. You know, because you learn how to be in control
1: of what Mm -hmm. you want. Because a lot of us go, well, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And it has to, there has to be both. Yes. You know, that you've got that connection with others, Mm -hmm. but also that you can call, you know, some of the things for yourself. Mm -hmm. Instead of just, you know, going, well, I'm nobody and I just, you know, give everything to that other person. But going Mm -hmm. back to the, you know, the leadership and, Mm -hmm. And communication um, that a lot of people will say you know as they start to learn how to use more feel mm-hmm. and to look for that response mm-hmm. from the animal instead of just making them do yes. it right that there's understanding and response that they say oh my gosh you know I'm a better parent I'm a better boss I'm a better teacher you know I'm Sorry. better um, in in social situations mm-hmm. because these are real life skills, real life
0: skills that yes. you learn and the animals bring it out of us, mm-hmm. which is really cool and boy does it teach patience you know, I have three pillars that I really preach a lot to really be successful, and one is patience. Number mm-hmm. one, because it takes the time that it takes, and God knows we know that with horses. Yes, and absolutely. fearful dogs—they can only come down off the adrenaline. I talk a lot about adrenaline with dogs. Yep, and uh, everybody dissipates that adrenaline at a different rate, and we have to wait, right? And then persistence—never give up. Mm-hmm. You've decided this goal is what's going to happen at the moment, and then you need to be savvy, knowledgeable, creative sometimes to. Um, be able to find a way to make it happen and stick to your guns and not become upset. Yes, and
1: you know, that's a big trigger. Mm-hmm. I, it, you know, and I'm going to talk from the horse's point of view, mm-hmm. but a lot of the time when horses don't do what people want or mm-hmm. they even have a bit of a tantrum, mm-hmm. a lot of women will say, Oh, I've upset my yes. horse, mm-hmm. and you know, I want him to love me, mm-hmm. and, and then they give up the leadership and they're not yeah. really reading it right. Yes, and you know, there's really only three reasons horses do things. Mm-hmm. Fear, dominance or confusion. Yes, I'm saying the same with dogs. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, fear is pretty easy guess, to recognize. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I'm scared mm-hmm. and nervous and run away and shake, you know, in the corner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, with horses easy, you know, yes. you're startled and bracy mm-hmm. and tense and, and they would yeah. leave if they could. Yeah. Um, and then dominance, I think a lot of people don't see that. Mm-hmm. Because often they see it as um, affection, yes. right? So yes. look what we were talking about yes. before that, you know, oh, my horse wants to nuzzle me and rub on Mm -hmm. me and do all of that. And it's not that you can't allow a horse Mm -hmm. to do that, but you need to consciously allow it, Mm -hmm. give the horse permission, Mm -hmm. not just let him barge into your space and do everything. Like my horse can come into my space when he's calm Mm -hmm. and polite. That's exactly it. Then it's It's like come in and you like scratch on each other or whatever, but if you push your way in, Mm -hmm. you know, or you're a little bit Mm -hmm. up on your
0: tires, Mm The worst place to be is next to me. (laughs) Yeah, so we have to achieve a balanced state of mind, right? I call it, uh, you know, be calm, not begging from a dog because a dog is going to, you know, yeah, let me up. Yeah, let me up. And so I don't reward that. I know, Uh and that's
1: hard because it is
0: hard. don't we love them. I (laughs) know. But it's true. I mean,
1: I never thought about, you know, when my little. Moxie is mm-hmm. scratching on my legs, you know, let me come up and mm-hmm. I, I want you to pick me up. Yep. She's calling the shots and I'm going, oh, she
0: mm-hmm.
1: wants to be with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> uh, and then maybe, Whereas
0: with horses, you don't have that so much because there's so they're much They're not bigger. on the sofa
1: with us. Yeah, there's yeah. not that
0: cute factor either. But when the mindset is off, when the dog is telling you what to do all the time and we interpret it as love and affection, then you try to give the dog a rule. Of course they fight with you. That's like letting your kid have candy all day and you never tell them what to do and they can watch TV and da-da-da mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, boom. <laughs> They're like, hmm. Yeah. You're not the boss of me. That's right. So the mindset, and back again, dominance is never aggression. It's actually a really healthy thing. Hmm. If you're a parent, you're dominant over your children. Mm-hmm. If you're a teacher, you're dominant over mm-hmm. the children. Okay. You're alpha. Uh, that's right. It, yes. it's Somebody not has to be thing. the leader. Somebody yes. has to be number one. But in the dog's world, especially, you know, I think people understand that a bit better in the horse world. But there's a huge movement in America, especially in America, about only positive. And for me, I'm never ever harsh, mean, Mm -hmm. abusive ever. But it doesn't make sense to me that there is no, no, right, no pressure because pressure exists in nature everywhere. Yeah, that's social. We get it. (laughs) The same thing, you know, is happening
1: in the horse world. It has been for a while Mm that you know they just want to use positive reinforcement. And essentially, there's nothing wrong with that. Yes. But it's not how horses operate with That's each right. other. Yes. And you know what we try to do is is teach people the horse language, mm-hmm. which is body language. That's right. And then how their hierarchy works. Mm-hmm. And if we don't work that hierarchy in our yeah. favor, they'll work it against us. Yes. Now a lot of. Um, a lot of the time you go through that negative reinforcement, mm-hmm. which is the removal of the mm-hmm. stimulus. Mm-hmm. That's really all it means. Negative yeah. does not mean punishment. No, right? no. And punishment is not training punishment. Punishment is bad. Yeah. yeah. They don't really
0: understand it's not it. about punishment. Yes, no. So
1: negative reinforcement means you remove the pressure or yeah. the stimulus, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's how horses learn. Yeah, They um, move away from pressure mm-hmm. and to get relief from pressure. Mm-hmm. And so if we keep the pressure on and give them no relief, yeah then they don't know when they're right. That's right. So we, at the moment they do something right or in the right direction, mm-hmm. we release the pressure. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon the horse starts seeking that. And now he finds the release by himself instead yeah. of us having, time having to move to do it. it. Because it's all very well to say, oh, I want my horse to move here. And you move him, move him, and then you release the pressure. Mm-hmm. But when you're riding him, there's always some kind of pressure, especially if you're going yes. forward. Mm-hmm. So how can you get the horse to go? Oh, I understand, staying in harmony with that pressure now yeah. is its own kind of relief. Mm-hmm. Then the other thing is that uh, once they start looking for that answer, mm-hmm. that's a little bit more like positive reinforcement mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. now it's almost like you're not having to apply pressure. The pressure is just the question: Yes, will you do this? Yeah. Will you do that? Will mm-hmm. you do the other? And they're so light and with you mm-hmm. that the positive reinforcement comes from the joy of actually doing it. Yes, but a lot of positive reinforcement people use clickers or mm-hmm. um, treats. Mm-hmm. And that's trick training.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To a certain extent, it's trick yes. training, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But we don't do trick training. We want conversations, Relationship. we want to use relationships, relationships, and a conversation mm-hmm. where I can direct my horse to do all these things without having to give him a treat yes. for every little individual behavior. That's right? right? Yeah. Yes. So again, you know, a lot of people ask me what's the difference. It's like it's relationship-based training, mm-hmm. it's behavior-based training, right. and it becomes a conversation. Exactly. Yes. Not the horse
0: going. Pay me. That's right. I did something, yes. to pay me. And there's nothing wrong with a treat. No. Use the right way. Because yeah. uh, you want to explain like what I've had you do for your puppies coming to you? Because yeah. they were like, um, no. Yeah, why should I? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Only when I want something. We've used treats.
1: Yeah, so to use the treat. And we do the same thing with horses. Mm-hmm. And we use it as incentive, not a bribe. That's right. Never right? bribe, but yep. reward. Yeah. Because when it's a bribe, the horse will only do it when you've got it. Mm-hmm. Right? But the reward, especially when it's an incentive. like. Yes. The dog's coming to you, mm-hmm. he understands the behavior, but he's mm-hmm. coming really slow.
0: Yes, but then you have to bring up Get the energy. Up and then you pay that. That's right. So,
1: yes. you know, there's that, um, I mean, there's many books written about it, but mm-hmm. uh, like when they're training dolphins to jump yes. right in the air, mm-hmm. that at first, you know, when it does the jump, they, mm-hmm. they give it yep. the reward. Yep. But then as you progress, it has to jump a little higher that's right. before it gets the reward. Mm-hmm. Because if you reward every
0: little jump, It'll pretty soon late. they'll do less. That's right. They even do less. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So nothing wrong with teaching your dog a trick mm-hmm. and no. using positive reinforcement. We're all about positive reinforcement because mm-hmm. that's your communication of yes. Mm-hmm. Right? But there has to be a balance in no. Right. And no's mm-hmm. uh, in the dog's world might just be a body block. Might be a little touch, like I've taught Linda kind of how to put a little pressure on mm-hmm. our kids when they feel anxious and things. Mm-hmm. Um, dogs bite each other, Yeah. horses kick each other, oh, yeah, and horses bite, bite each other, okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, and people sometimes, right, when they don't respect their mm-hmm. strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all of these things come together to form a relationship because I would say I'm a relationship coach for you and your dog and That's a strategist. Right. I oh, them. I love it, yeah, exactly what we do. Well, you have to have mm-hmm. strategies, boom, 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 to know how to get mm-hmm. here, yeah, and it can't just be willy nilly. Yeah. And, and that's the lead,
1: that's that's a leader again. You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time I ask people, you know, so uh, tell me tell me what a leader is or mm-hmm. a good leader, yeah. and they will fill pages with you know all these qualities. And in the end, I go, well, how are you going to do all that? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. you're going to train for that mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Yeah. But let me give you one thing to start with. Leader is the one with a plan. Yes. Because horses have plans. Mm-hmm. And those plans are based on survival and that's dominance, right. Yeah. right? And who's who in the zoo. Yeah. And so if you start just doing what your horse wants pretty soon, he's gonna get pretty belligerent. Mm-hmm. And then he's gonna treat you like another horse. Yeah. And we get air-vacked out of here when they when they treat us like another Yeah, that's horses. not good. Yeah, they're so big. Yeah. And then the other thing, you know, um, when we talked about dominance, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, if they have to get assertive, mm-hmm. It's hard for them to do it without getting emotional. Themselves. Yes, and there can be a, a whole lot of reasons why that happens to people, especially women. Yes, you know, and I know a lot of women have trouble with leadership because they think they have to be a bitch, mm-hmm. or they feel like a bitch, mm-hmm. right? Because it, even in the corporate world, yeah, that's yes. how a lot of people have had to act in those imbalanced environments. Mm-hmm. But it's not about being that at mm-hmm. all. It's about having your plan mm-hmm. and being assertive and strategic to get the horse exactly. or the dog to do what it is you want. Yes. And then they get rewarded for doing that. Mm-hmm. So um, having that plan is critical. Huge. I mean, even when I was helping you with riding today, mm-hmm. it's like, look where you want to go. Yes. It's like you get in your car and you don't, you don't go, okay, car, where do you want right.
0: to go?
1: Right. Right. It's like, I'm driving there and your eyes go on the road and you have a destination, mm-hmm. mental one and a physical focus, one. Yeah. Yes. and so it's the same thing with a horse. Mm-hmm. And and I I give people a lot of analogies around like with cars. Yeah, me too. Because they let horses do things they would never let never. The cars do.
0: Yes, or their husbands. <laughs> or <laughs> the <cars do> it. <laughs> but
1: anyway, <laughs> but you know we don't right. let the car speed up or slow down, down. Mm-hmm. without us asking it to. We don't let it change lanes. We don't let it attack other cars. True. Right? We yeah. don't let the doors fly open that's when we right. turn around. Mm-hmm. Right? And we want the gas pedal to work, the mm-hmm. brakes to work, mm-hmm. the steering to work. If those don't work, don't get in the car. Yes. But we get on horses every day that don't steer, don't go, don't start don't slow, yeah. attack other cars. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> right? that's true. Yeah. And yes. so we have to get this picture, you know, of what is the behaviour we want? What does this look like? Mm-hmm. And then we keep moving towards Towards it. You know, so be goal oriented.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Don't just go out and say we're gonna go walk the horse or walk the dog. Mm-hmm. There's a goal. Yeah. And you've taught me many ways of like traveling with him on the ground, yeah. right? the stick to me game yeah walking right next to me and then yesterday you had me simulate kind of riding him where he was more ahead of me but still in partnership yeah and you were back behind his shoulder Mm -hmm. but on the
1: ground still Mm -hmm. so they're all the little tests you do because i mean you don't get on a dog right that's right right. but at some point you're going to get on your horse and you want to make sure all those things are working Mm -hmm. as best as they can before you get on that's right i mean i was getting on a horse that had no brakes the gas pedal was stuck in full throttle Steering was very difficult, mm-hmm. and I just had all these gadgets on him to overpower him. Yeah. And you think you're safe, because right. you've got all this stuff on him, and you can, you know, Hold hang it on. Back. Like yeah. him. You are not safe, Mm-mm. because that horse, mentally and emotionally, yeah. is so away from you, so out of harmony yeah. with you, so against you. He's just trying to get away. Yeah, and we don't realize, you know, a lot of people go, oh, well, he's just, you know, a high-spirited horse. That horse is out of control. Yes. Right? And... It, even high-spirited people, we're both high-spirited people, mm-hmm. we can have good manners. Yes, And we can be in harmony with each other and with other people. Mm-hmm. And we have to
0: teach our horses and our to dogs. To do that. the same thing, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of back to horse-anality and dog-anality and humanality. many people don't really realize what they live with. So therefore, you do not know how to treat them, right? In a very specific way, because we don't treat a left brain, comp- which is confidence, if you don't know, please mm-hmm. check out these things. Um, you, you treat a confident animal radically different than you do a right-brained, right brain or a fearful animal. Absolutely. And learning how to make those shifts for them. Mm-hmm. And then speaking about right brain now right brain in the human world's a little different, but um, if you are not confident and secure, mm-hmm. how can you lead another being? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I speak to especially ladies, I'm not saying that there's no men like this, but mm-hmm. especially ladies, we have to work on that before we go to our animal. Regardless of what kind of animal it is, to make sure that we're saying the right things to ourselves, right, and thinking Indeed. positively.
1: So with dogs, um, what is there? What are the things that are most important to them? With horses, it's safety, yes. comfort, and play.
0: Okay, so I'm saying pack loyalty, right? I mean, it's huge for dogs. When you think about a pack, uh, it's the same thing for us. If we get hurt, I mean, who's coming? Who's, who's the first people to come help you? Yeah, your family, right? right? And dogs are the same way. If something happens to one pack member, you will see the whole pack is coming. So loyalty is safety and survival. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, love and affection and all those things play into it as well. But, you know, dogs make each other earn it. And then there's a chemistry thing. Because you'll see, and we see it in horses as well, right? It's uh, You can't explain it. They just go, I like you. Yeah. And, um... Like, so I don't know why, but I'm strange yes, to to you. That's it, right. Right. Because yes. you're doing all the right things mm-hmm. that create rapport. That's right. And then respect. Yeah. yeah. And so security would be another one because it's the mm-hmm. same, but it's a little bit different for dogs. You know, the reason that we live in groups is security. Mm-hmm. And if you have an insecure dog, the worst thing we could do would, would be to have them be a single dog. They need another dog, and preferably we make the right choice in things. Right. Mm-hmm. We would... I would connect that dog with a more left-brain social butterfly of a dog if you're nervous about things, because mm-hmm, it would be a good influence. That's right, and probably more the left-brainer is going to be more dominant, so therefore the right-brainer is going to follow the left-brainer. Then I have all kind of cool tricks I use to really use that. But same thing in horses. I would imagine if uh, if you have a nervous horse, would you want to put a horse with a more confident horse? Or uh, yes and no. I mean, they can be a
1: good influence, like quite often with young horses, mm-hmm. we'll team them up with a more experienced horse mm-hmm. so that they can go with the yep. flow and get the yep. influence from that. Mm-hmm. But a nervous horse is not necessarily going to get braver by by living in with a confident mm-hmm. horse. So see, different animals learn mm-hmm. in different ways. Mm-hmm. They're, they're nervous. And they're yeah. prey animals to start yes. with. Yeah. And so you go nervous prey animal, confident prey animal. Right. Yeah. The nervous, nervous prey animal is going to mm-hmm. be predominantly the issue because they're born cowards, claustrophobics, and yeah, anagolics. That's true. And so their life with humans mm-hmm. is all about changing that. Yeah. Because they a horse that is more nervous with a human is not necessarily more nervous with another horse, horse or in the in the herd. Same for dogs. But it'll come out more with the human because yeah. now we're talking about prey animal and predator. Mm-hmm. And unless you know how to
0: have that animal feel mm-hmm. safe with you, right? it's gonna stay like that. Yes, that's true. Well, and dogs, I work with a lot of um, hoarding situations, puppy mill dogs. Dogs have never been socialized to humans. Raised in a pen, really never touched, food poured over, or, you know, I work uh, um, around the world with street dogs. So when you see those dogs, they only are fearful of humans. And if you try to live without another dog, they will shut down, not thrive, and may expire. Wow. Yeah, they may, they're, if they don't expire, boy, they're gonna be miserable. I mean, just So miserable.
1: Do you recommend that, that people have two dogs instead
0: of one? I always like to see more than one dog. Yeah. Now, sometimes you see like a maybe a left brain introvert who just doesn't care. They're very human-centric, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't mind. There are dogs that don't mind, and actually, real lazy dogs sometimes would just prefer to be the only dog. But in general, I think it's easier in many ways to have two dogs mm-hmm. if you make the right match. And I would say the biggest thing that keeps me in business is people making the wrong match, the wrong dog analogy to their humanality. Uh-huh. Probably the same thing with horses. Yeah, it's more challenging for sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a very left-brained person. Um, and a, a very left-brained person really could live with any type of dog because you can adjust that. Mm-hmm. But if you're uh, a real laid-back, maybe right-brained person, and you're lazy, and you can't, well, I shouldn't say the word lazy, should I? You're laid-back and you <laughs> want to sit and Read books, you yeah. know, and watch TV and you're not an athlete, very introverted you should not have a wild Jack Russell or a wire right. chair. Okay. Because <laughs> you need to do what they need. You Yeah. It's imperative. Yeah. You know, if we don't let the dog be a dog and if your dog has the DNA, let's say Jack Russell or, you know, like Pat's border collies, if those border collies did not work those cows, like I would love to have one of Pat's border collies, but I'm smarter than that. I mm-hmm. know I don't have cows, I have nothing for them to herd at the moment. I would never bring one of those dogs home. They're gonna chew your house up, <laughs> probably become aggressive. They have nowhere to use their mouth yeah. and use all of that that they have. So they probably develop those aberrant behaviors like chewing their paws Chewy, OCD chasing behaviors, chasing their tails and yeah. Yes, so that's when we see really big, big problems. And mm. it can also be really dangerous. Oh, yeah. I have a doggie in right now that is, uh, I would call him, he's probably pretty left-brained, but he presents right-brained in some situations, and he's been his mom a couple of times, and he is, I think, a cattle dog pit bull. That's a little bit of a crazy mix already. Yeah, bread to bite. Yes, (laughs) and he was worked with a training franchise that uses e-collars only, and they use it for everything, and they have really fired him up with it, and now he has a terrible association to food in a crate, uh, anything that he may want to possess. And he really targets these guys anytime your hands move. That wow. tells me something. Wow. All right. So to unravel that requires a lot of stability, an extremely tired dog on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But my point was that was that he lives with a mom who is probably 70 oh, and low-key. Oh boy. And he is fire. So dogs like that really. It's a hard conversation to have and you probably have to have these conversations sometimes like the dog really Absolutely. does not need to live in her home mm-hmm. i'm worried for her mm-hmm. and uh sometimes we live with an animal that we are not physically and mentally capable mm-hmm. of rehabbing and maintaining and living safely with mm-hmm. so yeah for sure going back to the two dogs yes you know, or, or more than one mm-hmm. dog
1: mm-hmm. Um, the reason i got a second dachshund mm-hmm. was because um when I would leave them alone in the mm-hmm. house, I just felt for them. Yeah, you know, they It's like, like you're alone. This is not natural. Yes, it's not dog. natural. When I'm there, at least, you know, I'm kind of part of the pack, right. I guess. But, you know, when I'm gone, and luckily, the dogs are pretty much with me all the, all time. the time. I'm very lucky. But there are times we go out to dinner or there's something mm-hmm. on during the day, and I do have to leave the dogs buddy. At
0: home. I and they're much that. better. They are much better. Yeah. yeah. And if your dog suffers from separation anxiety, which is really it's fairly common, you know, it's a huge leadership issue. It's also um, a pack drive. I think I said that to you the other day and you were like, what's pack drive? So some dogs really need other dogs, other family. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I live by myself. I'm completely fine with that. Even though I'm a big extrovert, I can also be an introvert, Mm -hmm. you know, and chill out at the house. Other people, you've you've probably heard people say like, oh my gosh, I have never lived by myself. I do not want to live by myself. And so some dogs are that way. They have a high pack drive, which means they need a dog family. and And is there
1: a way you can tell
0: um yes kind of through some separation anxiety issues if you start to see that but also the separation anxiety Linda and I talked about this a little bit because she was gone to an event the other night and I heard Lulu in the house crying (laughs) and your dog should not worry about you as you go to leave right there's a I did a video on the separation anxiety. So it's basically before you leave, you shouldn't party. You shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, she'll be back. I know you're mm-hmm. to be alone. So there's feelings of negativity. Tell the dog something is wrong with you leaving. Just stirring them up. Mm-hmm. And you're getting them excited. And then you, you get them like this. And then here you go out the door. And so I never let my dogs look like this when I go out the door. I'm like, uh, go lay down. And I'm thinking in my heart, I'm not your business. You're my business. I can leave you. You can't leave me. <laughs> and you have to have that mindset and really take your time. Yeah, separation anxiety when it's severe is one of the hardest problems to get through for people. Hmm. But it can be done. Hmm. Oh, yeah. it's the same with horses, mm-hmm. really. you know. People have a lot of
1: trouble with that. Yeah. That they try to, you know, ride their horse away yeah. from the barn. Mm-hmm. The horse is like, "Oh, I gotta be there
0: because mm-hmm. that's where their safety herd is. drive." If I had to put a term on that, because they are seeking the safety. Mm-hmm of the herd, Mm all right? And it can be the herd
1: or it can even be their home, like where Mm -hmm. they know they're safe. Mm -hmm. Even if, you know, if you, if it's the only horse, they can go, I'm safe in my paddock here, or even my stable, Mm -hmm. which is weird, but horses can get to where it's like my stable is safe. And then the more you Mm -hmm. move them away from that, like Mm -hmm. you want to go on a ride, they stop and they want to go back there. Mm -hmm. And so they hit these thresholds. It's like, I can't go further than this because I don't feel safe with you. That's right, I was right. going to come back to the relationship again. Yeah, it's about, you know, it's not about the, the barn. That's right. It's about how safe do they feel with you. with you. And that's where, you mm-hmm. know, we constantly have to hone our leadership. So. Yes, it's great and wonderful thing. Yeah, what a great conversation. Yeah, this is so awesome. So I hope you guys have
0: learned a little bit. You know, we can kind of bring all these little worlds together. Absolutely, and, um, and share it, because most horse
1: people have dogs. That's true,
0: yeah. yes.
1: I wish most dog people had horses
0: interesting. You have to really be able to flex your stomach. Oh my! Wow. Right? my brain hurts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a great thing. It's a, uh, it's really good learning. It's gonna make me more aware. I yeah. think. And um, yeah, horses are gonna teach me more about really paying attention to what I do. I mean, in the dog world, I've been doing this so long. You know, thirty-five years, long time, and I'm very automatic. And I will say for Maybe if you're a dog person and you don't have horses and vice versa, um, the learning to be aware, learning to slow down or speed up is um, just the mindfulness of what you're doing and removing yourself from autopilot. So I think that's been a big benefit for me to, it's a good word. Mindful. Yes, mindful. And you know, I, I am kind of a big hippy dippy and I think Linda is too from hanging out with her. <laughs> and uh, but I don't mean it that way at all. It means pay extreme attention. Yes, it's consciousness, isn't it? Consciousness. consciousness it's it's yes. not just kind of bumbling your way mm-hmm. through life or through situations. That's right, that's You're right.
1: able to see it mm-hmm. and perceive it mm-hmm. and, and kind of analyze yeah. it and then and, and then choose the best way
0: to handle that yes. situation mm-hmm. for a good outcome. Yes. Rather than just Coming up with a plan again, lost your way through, mm-hmm. yeah, and also for we ladies. You know, we 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 both speak to ladies a lot because we work with ladies so much. But being situationally aware, all the, in our life yeah. is a huge safety issue, for, even yeah. for ladies. You know, you should be paying attention when you park your car mm-hmm. and get out. You should be paying attention to where your dog is, but you should be paying attention to whatever your environment. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's good lessons. Yeah, it's good lesson. Well, thank you, my friend.
1: Thank it's you, Angie. Talent,
0: yes, absolute joy, and I look forward to many, many more. Oh, yes, me too. All right. We hope you learned a little, and uh, I'm sure we'll do this again sometime. Absolutely. All right.